How's it going today, guys? Once again, back here for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. We're live in the studio here on Wednesday, April 18th, 2018. And all I can say now, guys, I'm a little hurt last night watching what happened to the Blazers. I was hoping they could make a deep little playoff run. I just love watching Damon McCollum play. I didn't want to see him go home. But, I mean, when Rondo and uh, Drew Holiday show up and play like that, I mean, it's just tough to beat the Pelicans with Anthony Davis down there. Anthony Davis is a force in the paint. He is virtually unguardable. I mean, if this team had Boogie out there, it'd be looking pretty bad for Portland just because they don't have the players kind of to guard them in the painted area. And Nurkic is not a great center. I mean, or a defensive center at least, along with Ed Davis, who's not that great of a defensive center. I mean, it's pretty tough to guard Boogie and Davis in general. Those guys are tearing up the NBA when they're in there, and Davis is still doing it when it's just him. So, I mean, we watched what happened last night. Drew Holiday absolutely went off. I mean, when Drew Holiday plays like that and picks up a scoring load, this team plays like a top three team in the West. And then to go along with Rondo, who gets the defense, he rebounds, assists, scores points. I think he had like 16 points, 10 rebounds, or I mean, 10 assists and eight rebounds last night. I mean, Rondo went absolutely off. So it's just an all around good game. You know, the team I really want to see something out of is the Bucks, man. I mean, the Bucks are a team that I picked to win this uh, series that they're in right now, and I just don't think they can win the series as of right now. They look awful out there. This is a young team that needs a better coach, and that is exactly what it comes down to. You have a guy with Giannis here who's one of the best, most talented young players in the NBA, and I think Jason Kidd did a decent job developing him, but for whatever reason, they decided to fire him and move on from him, and I just think they need a coach with an offensive system, and I really think they need to add another shooter. I feel like you can't have Giannis, who really isn't a great shooter on the floor with Eric Bledsoe, who's also not a great shooter. I mean, Eric Bledsoe's a good point guard, but he's never been known to be one just to pull up and pop threes, and I think that's what they need, so... If I'm the Bucks here, I do not re-sign Eric Bledsoe. I let him walk, and I bring in a new coach who's good at using a ball-dominant system like a Mark Jackson or someone like that. You throw Giannis as your point guard. You still got to have Middleton in there as a small forward or shooting guard. You need another small forward or shooting guard who can shoot the ball like maybe a J.J. Redick if he walks from Philly. And then on top of that, you keep down in your post Jabari Parker and uh, John Henson or... Thon Maker at center. So, I mean, that's a pretty good lineup right there. You got a lot of length in that lineup, regardless. And you get that extra jump shooter in there. I mean, this is a team that can hit a lot of, that could be able to hit a lot of threes. And Giannis is the kind of guy who could average 12 to 10 assists in a system like that. And I mean, you know, he can score 30 points. This is a kid who's still a very raw player. I mean, he's only been in America for three or four years now. And He's a very raw player, like I said. I mean, he can't really shoot the ball that well yet, and he can still get about 30 a game for you. So, I mean, the Greek freak has so much potential still, and I think by the time he gets to 27, he's the kind of guy who can be the best player in the NBA. Because, I mean, in order to be the best player in the NBA, you really, really have to be a freak athlete. Like, if you look at LeBron, he's a freak athlete. If you look at James Harden, he's not a freak athlete. Look, James Harden might be my favorite player, but I don't think he can ever be the best player in the league. But I think LeBron is, just because LeBron's a freak athlete. Now, James Harden might have been the best player this season, which can always happen, but not period in the league. I mean, that's still LeBron James, but that's just the way I look at it. I feel like you have to be a freak athlete, you know. But let's talk about another game that happened last night, Raptors-Wizards. Raptors took a commanding 2-0 lead on the series, like I predicted. 
Raptors in four. I mean, the Wizards guards have to play better. Wall and DeRozan just haven't been playing well together. We saw a video where that Wall and I think it was Gortat were arguing and and uh, Beal had his hands in his face. I mean, I think I just said DeRozan, but I mean, meant Wall and Beal. I don't know why I said DeRozan. I mean, DeRozan went off last night. He had 37 points. DeRozan and Lowry showed out, but... I mean, I don't think there's a lot of chemistry between these two. I don't think Beal likes playing with Wall that much. Personally, I think Wall needs to get moved, or he needs at least one more season, and he has to get moved after that. He's been in and out of being injured this year, so I'll cut him a little bit of slack because this has been a bad season for John Wall, but... After last year where I felt like John Wall kind of made that next jump, I went to a lot of those Atlanta Wizards playoff series games. And, I mean, this is John Wall, a guy who was just going off in those series. There was one game I went to where John Wall had the first 18 points for the team. I was like, oh, my gosh, John Wall's about to run the NBA this season. And I feel like he really took a step in the wrong direction now. It could have been these injuries that have been hurting him. But, I mean, John Wall's still a guy who's going to carry a lot of value on the trade market regardless of what he does. So I think the Wizards need to look at that. But... As a whole, Wall and Beal have to play better, and this bench is hurt too with Jody Meeks getting that suspension. So, I mean, they're lacking a lot of depth because of that. And on top of that, I mean, Wall and Beal just simply have to be better. You can't have Brad Beal scoring nine points on three of 11 in a playoff game. I mean, that just hurts your team way too much. He's the guy that you look for to carry the majority of the scoring load. I mean, even more so than John Wall. And he only had 19 on eight of 17 the game before. So Beal, you need about 28 points to make up for that lack of what you're getting on the bench. And you need about the same from Wall and 10 assists from Wall. I mean, Wall had 29 last night. And I think he had, what, oh, nine assists, so nine to 17 shooting. I mean, that's not terrible for John Wall, but you need Beal to pick up a little more of that scoring effort. I mean, if Beal scores the 30, it's 119 to 130. I mean, it could happen, but the Wizards got to clean up that defense, and they got to find somebody on the bench as well to give them something, or they just need Beal to give them more than he's been giving them. So, I mean, shout out to Toronto, though. This is a great defensive team, and, you know, I really, like I've been saying, I want the playoffs to marinate before... I make my final decisions, but Cleveland can't get stuck in these long playoff series. It's what's going to hurt them. If they get keep getting stuck in these long playoff series, I think that this is a team that could end up losing one of these playoff series. I mean, I think they could lose to a team they should beat, and you don't want to see that happen to Cleveland. I really think the Wizards, or not the Wizards, the Raptors can take them in the next round if they keep getting stuck in these long playoff series, and I don't think this game, this series versus the Pacers is going to be a quick series. Now, I think Cleveland will win tonight, but I don't think it'll be by much, so if I'm y'all betting on the game tonight, I would definitely take the Pacers. I believe they're plus eight tonight. I mean, I think that's a lock of all locks. Pacers plus eight. There's no no way they win by over eight points. I think this game will come down the last possession. And the Pacers are a team that we forget was three and one against them in the regular season. So the Pacers can definitely play with them. The Pacers can play ball in general. Victor Oladipo is a dog out there, man. So I mean, he can do a lot for sure. But another takeaway I want to talk about real quick is the 76ers absolutely need Joel Embiid back. And that was proof last night. I mean, we saw when the 76ers are draining all their threes that nothing stops them. They blew Miami out of the water. But then Dwayne Wade, a veteran guy, kind of came in and took the game over for and realized his team needed to see a guy like him take the game over. And that's what he did for him. And it gave him a lot more confidence. And they end up winning the game. You know, they have to have him bead, though, to win this series when they don't hit that three ball. Redick and Covington couldn't buy a three. And they also had a lot of crucial turnovers. I still think this is a series the 76ers will win. I mean, all in all, with how the game went and how it played, they were in it down to the last possession. They threw that pass to J.J. Redick and it went between his legs, which hurt them with how bad they shot and everything. The fact they could still be in the game like that says a lot to me. And I think the 76ers will end up winning this game, this series in five or six games. The Heat will probably win one more at home. 
then lose the next two. So, I mean, there's no point in worrying for Philly, but without Embiid, these two teams are very equal, and I think they need Embiid back. And I know y'all saw on IG when Embiid said he was – he was uh, dropped a little f bomb and said he was tired of being babied. I mean, I can't blame you, Joel. I trust the process. Philly needs to trust the process. Let the process do his thing. You know he wouldn't put himself in a bad position. You know he wants to win. If you're Philly, you can't be upset about this. You love seeing the passion. You know what I mean. You got to see the passion out of your favorite player, and that's what Embiid showed you right there. Is that he's passionate. And he wants to be on the court. Let the man get out there on the court. Now, will they? Uh, I think they might hold him out one more game, but I say after you hold him out the next game, put him out there no matter what. You need him. you got to trust the process. Let's put him out there, guys. I mean, I want him out there just because it makes basketball better to watch. It's for the fans. We want it better to watch. Embiid wants to be out there. Put him out there into discussion. Tomorrow, I'll have our NBA analyst, Jeremy Kuhn, back out here. We'll talk a lot more. We'll talk Jazz Thunder tomorrow. We'll talk uh, if Rockets can beat Golden State. We'll talk... Um, just Rockets in general, Golden State observations, our general observations of the playoffs once again, argue back and forth a little bit for y'all, you know, all kinds of good stuff for y'all tomorrow, so I'll have him back in the studio tomorrow, but now what I want to do is I want to start a little segment, Welcome to My World, and in today's Welcome to My World, I want to talk about Florida State, because I mean, that's my team, and I've been talking about this earlier in the week, but I want to let everything marinate a little bit, don't have enough to have my own FSU podcast, but I mean, we had the FSU spring game on Saturday, and the team looked pretty good. I mean, the offense looked explosive. Our defensive line looked like they're going to be nice like we expect them to. But I was really impressed with how these young wide receivers, a lot of red shirts got out there and got a lot of playing time. And, I mean, they all played extremely well. Um, just James Blackman looks like he needs to definitely gain a little bit of weight. Um, he could definitely he put on, I think they said, 8 pounds, but I think he needs to put on about 20, and he's got a little bit of time to do it. So, I mean, he's the kind of guy because we saw what happened to Andre, Andre Francois. Now, I read into it, so basically what happened is that multiple sources said that they had bags full of marijuana in there that they were selling weed out of there. So, but, uh, Francois had been under surveillance for about three or four months by Tallahassee police. They went through his trash a couple times with warrants, found, like, basically gutted cigars, and they found... Um, like marijuana residue and things like that in the trash. So they thought they were selling weed out of there. They broke in there, found 17 grams. He claimed it was his girlfriend's. And Coach Taggart, originally everyone said Taggart was going to kick him off the team, but Taggart said that him and uh, Francois had a little sit-down. They had a little heart-to-heart, and they basically just talked about how DeAndre needs to be smarter and how he knows a lot of people are watching him, and he needs to be smarter with the things he does, and I think that's what he's going to do. I mean, he's the kind of guy who's got to lead the team now. A lot of players are upset with how he didn't come out to senior day but Taggart and him have talked and they've talked more and more and he told him that it's not going to fly and he needs to be more of a leader and I think Francois will I mean Francois is out there throwing balls to receivers which I think is something he wouldn't usually do but I think he needs to fix his attitude a little bit and if he does he's going to have a great season because this is an explosive offense that can allow him to jack his stats up and jack his uh, draft stock up a little bit because I mean Black or um Francois is a guy who can ball out. I mean, we clearly saw it that one season when that he stayed healthy when we had Dalvin Cook still. I mean, he stayed back there and took hit after hit after hit. And there was games where Cook was going out and wasn't even able to play. And he had to go out there and do everything himself and still played pretty well. I mean, we went 9-3 and three that season. And I'm just impressed with how he carried himself and how the team played. So... I mean, I think Francois can turn it around easily, and it'll be a good season for Florida State because one other big reason we're going to have a great season is Cam Akers at 25-1 to odds for the Heisman. 
And Akers is a guy who can tote the rock. I mean, people compared him to the next Herschel Walker when he came in college. Now, I think that's a little over the top because Herschel Walker is one of, if not the greatest college running backs ever, probably him and Bo Jackson at one and two. So I think Cam Akers, though, is a guy who can carry that workload. We saw against Syracuse once we started giving the ball a lot. He had two 60-plus yard touchdown runs, and he had one that was like 30 as well. So, I mean, Cam Akers is a guy who can carry a huge offensive workload and will be an absolute beast in the NFL. So look for him to become one of the next great FSU running backs this season and I think it'll be a really good season for FSU in general under Coach Taggart. I love Coach Taggart and I'm excited to see what happens. No lightning round today guys but I got some NFL stuff for y'all. Not as much draft stuff next week. We're going to destroy the NFL draft so be ready for that. I'm going to release a mock draft at some point in the day today but Here's what it's looking like for the NFL, and I just want to start with, we got three big storylines, Dez, Rodgers, and Brady. So the first one we'll go with is Tom Brady, and I definitely think that Tom Brady coming out today and basically saying, everyone saying that he's not officially committed to playing the season is stupid. First, I know he hasn't actually committed to it yet, but there's no way Brady retires after losing the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, he released that uh, Tom vs. Time documentary. Tom Brady wants to be the greatest player. He wants there to be no discussions. I mean, I personally think he's a system player, and y'all have heard that argument. We'll definitely get that argument going again. It's a good one. I got lots of evidence to support it, so I always want to argue it. Keep coming at me. I'll keep the argument coming, but... Brady will not retire after losing the Super Bowl. He will not go out like that. Now, I think if he comes back this season and wins the Super Bowl, I could see him potentially doing it. But I think this is more of just like a thing between him and Belichick. He's not happy with how Belichick tried to trade him and how him and Belichick have always been together now. I think Belichick made him, and he needs to realize that. But Brady thinks it's all him, and he thinks it's all about him, and that's why he's not vibing with Belichick here on this and I think it's kind of his way of taking a stance and he kind of wants an apology or something I guess his feelings are hurt but Brady needs to come on back to the team because this is a team that needs him this is a team that's kind of screwed if they don't have Tom Brady I mean Brady is their really their only option at quarterback I don't think they can do much with any other option on their roster now who knows if Brady chooses not to come back by the draft they could be seen using both those picks to trade up and get a quarterback so I mean it's not like they're in terrible straight or shape they could trade up and get a top four QB or even get Lamar Jackson or somebody like that but Brady really needs to come back here and I think he will come back I don't think Tom Brady wants to call it a season or a career quite yet I think that he's a competitor and he will want to come back and win I just think it's more of an ego thing and him and Belichick aren't happy with each other so they need to do something here to repair the relationship I don't know who's going to be the bigger man in this situation I've never really seen this happen with New England this is a team that somehow is able to keep all negative stories and negative light out of here but now you have this you have the Gronkowski thing I mean I just think there's a lot of negative media and a lot of negative vibes coming out of New England so I mean they need to figure all this out and straighten things up because this is a team that keeps their camp extremely tight kind of like the Spurs and this Kawhi thing it's weird seeing two of the biggest franchises that are able to keep all negative media and able to keep everything just like and player personalities out of everything and keep it mostly coaching and strict and everything and have their locker rooms kind of blow up like this so I think it really is a big storyline to pay attention to. Most of the time, I think they just want to talk about New England to talk about New England, but I really do think this is crucial because, I mean, you could see potentially one of the greatest players from the NFL walking away when he still thinks he has a lot of time left, but I personally don't see it happening. I think they'll figure it out. But the second thing I want to talk about is Des Bryant and 
Where do I think Des Bryant will go? Personally, I don't think he'll stay in the NFC East. I don't think any of those teams will pay him, possibly Washington, but I think he more wants to go to the Giants or Eagles. But I think Des should go out west to San Francisco. I think him and Jimmy Garoppolo would be a great matchup there. Or I think Des in New England, I mean, him and Brady be a great way, be a great way to get back at Dallas. See, look, y'all cut me, I'm going to go to New England, I'm going to go get me a ring and win the Super Bowl. I think if New England got Dez, that's a team that is probably my favorite to win the Super Bowl. I mean, Dez Bryant's a beast. Think He'd probably have 20 touchdowns if he played for New England. Dez Bryant can go get the ball for you. But all in all, Dez thinks that it was um, the captains of the team, the Jason Garrett guys that ran him off the team. And I'm going to disagree with you, Dez. I don't. I just simply don't think that's what happened. I think what happened is you got a young quarterback on your team with Dak Prescott who basically over the last two seasons has not really used you that much. And when you're making this humongous salary, you don't want to pay a giant salary out to a receiver who that is not really being used by your quarterback. I mean, it just doesn't really make that much sense. Why would you pay that much money to a receiver that your quarterback doesn't even have that much chemistry with and doesn't like throwing to you that much when you just sign three receivers to low deals? And you might also draft another receiver like an Anthony Miller from Memphis in the second round. He'd be a beast in Dallas, but... I just think, logically, Des, they just can't pay you. I mean, you did a lot of good stuff. You and Romo dominated the NFC, made you a top-five receiver, and you were a top-five receiver with him. I just think that Dallas just doesn't really use a system that is good for him, and I think that it's just time to move on, Des. You know, you had a good run, man. It was fun while you were there, but it's just time to move on, bro, and that's just the way things are. You can't be blaming on the captains and stuff. I really don't think Jason Witten or Dak Prescott would run you out of there, so... That's my personal opinion. Dez knows a lot more than I do, but I just feel like why would you pay that much money to a receiver that your quarterback really doesn't have that great chemistry with and doesn't throw to you that much or use that much? But So let's move on here to Aaron Rodgers and stay in the NFC. And I know Aaron Rodgers came out and said that he wants more say in personnel moves and that he wants more say in the personnel the team keeps around. But personally, I think this is a dumb idea. And I think this is a dumb idea just because I don't think players should really have a say in what the GM does. I mean, there's a reason why you hire GM. Aaron Rodgers is not GM for a reason. I mean, I think you should run it by him a little bit. But overall, I mean, the GM knows what's best and he's going to do what's best for the team because he's the one going out and spending money and hiring people for the or hiring people to the contracts and signing them to the contracts and if the players aren't executing, then he gets fired. So why would he pick out players that he doesn't think would mesh well with the team? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me there. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that a lot of people have been saying a lot lately is not as good of a quarterback and whatnot. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in, in the NFL. Look at it any way you want to. Now, it has been about eight years since he won that last Super Bowl, but this is a guy whose team really struggles to stay healthy, and he does too because of his offensive line is not staying healthy, and he takes in a lot of hits, or he just has unfortunate falls like we saw last year. We fell on the collarbone, but I really do think that Aaron Rodgers just needs a team to stay healthy, man. He has not had a team stay healthy yet, and he's in the running every single year for the Super Bowl and for or for the playoffs, whether he makes it or not. But, I mean, he's still out there performing, putting up the numbers. Aaron Rodgers always does his thing. He's basically like the one-man army. He does it with nobody. And, and he's just a guy who can get out of the pocket and throw downfield, and he's just a playmaker. And he makes plays when he needs to make them, and that's why he's Aaron Rodgers, and he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But I just want to see Aaron get a healthy team, have a team stay healthy most of the season, and see what he can do with them because I think he can lead them back to the Super Bowl. And I think he's still a superstar in this league. But – 
I don't think they should give him a say in personnel. Personally, I think the Packers have pretty good personnel. I really like all the weapons and pieces they have in that offense. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the Packers do this season. I think they'll have a better season than they did last year. Now, do I think they can make the playoffs? As of right now, I'm saying no. I don't think they can win the division. I think the Vikings will win the division. And I personally think the Falcons will win their division as well. But I think the wild cards will probably be the Saints and the 49ers. That's just where I stand right now. And yes, I think Dallas will miss the playoffs again. You heard it here. I don't think Dallas is better than Atlanta. I don't think they're better than Green Bay. I don't think they're better than New Orleans or San Francisco. I think Dak Prescott's good, but I don't think he's good enough. I don't think that defense is good enough. And I just don't think their wide receivers are good enough. I mean, I think they're okay, but I don't think they're good enough. I think that Dallas needs to use an early pick on a wide receiver, but that's another topic for another day, and we'll go over that next week. But overall, I'm, I think that Rodgers is doing fine, and I think they just need to play out this season and keep everybody healthy, and everything will be fine in Green Bay. So the last thing I want to hit on on this episode is the MLB rainout. So I don't know if y'all watched the Braves game. I mean, I watched most of the innings of it back on Saturday where we blew that 10-3 to lead. But that game was like a Little League baseball game, man. Like, it was freezing cold, tons of errors, tons of wild pitches. I think there was four errors, four wild pitches. I mean, it was, the final score was 14-10 Cubs in a game they came back and won. But this weather problem has really been hurting the MLB, and I just think what they need to do is they need in those areas like Chicago, Boston, St. Louis, Toronto, all those bad weather areas, I just think they need to keep games in away areas where these teams aren't going to be experiencing these kind of weather delays. And I think they need to do like series options, like have these teams play teams out on different coasts and have like the option where the game can be at one stadium or the other something like that to make it where they don't have to postpone so many games. I don't think they should move the start of the season back like people have been suggesting, but we've had 24 postponements this season and the most we've ever had between uh, March and April is 25 back in 2007. So I really just think it's just a lot of the bad weather and all that stuff going on over there, but we definitely need to figure it out because I mean, there should have been no game in Chicago on that Saturday and that really hurt the Braves. I mean, that was a game where we were going off and then turn right around and, we're not doing so well, but I mean, there's just been so many games canceled. Like we had to cancel the Boston Marathon game. I mean, they pretty much canceled whole Cubs series this week. I mean, it's been pretty bad. So I think the MLB needs to figure something out here. I mean, they they've definitely extended the amount of days in the season so they can fill in these games and stuff. So it's not that huge of a deal. But I think the MLB needs either more of these days or they need to figure out like a series options or something like that so these teams can play these games without being bothered by the weather. But that's just my personal take on everything. But I appreciate y'all t- tuning into another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Um, We'll be coming at y'all tomorrow and Friday, possibly even Saturday with some more playoff takes. These series are all getting juicy. Got a lot of arguments for y'all tomorrow. I'm really excited for all of it. We're going to talk about the Hawks' future as well tomorrow. So big things coming tomorrow. Tune in, and I'll see y'all tomorrow.